Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Sexy Lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are, and you know we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships, and hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. As we've been talking about it for quite some time now, our new radio network on thesexylifestyle.com has been up and running for about a month now, and we're so proud of all our new hosts and all their super sexy shows. For 24-7 talk radio dedicated to sexual education, you can tune in and get turned on all day long. I like that. Tune in. Turned on. Yay. Wow, that's okay. really good. That's witty of you, honey. All right. So let's shout out to a couple of our shows. Uh, we have the Everything Sexy Show with Jamal and Rick. We have the Sisters of Sexuality with Taylor Sparks. Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. And we got Conscious Living with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce. And what about Pillow Talk with Cheryl Besner? And then, of course, Get Mine Healthy Pleasure with Dominic and Dr. Maffey. Seek, Discover, and Create by SDC with Lexi Silver and of course Tammy's Playhouse with Tammy DeLeon and uh, we have more shows coming on each week and we have a special guest for you today because her show is going to be starting in January. So let's get back to uh, what we planned for today's show. I always go sideways, you know. We start talking about certain things, you and like then I start sideways, talking about honey. other things. Yeah. And if everybody wants to know when these shows are going to be on our network, just go to thesexylifestyle.com, our radio talk radio show page, and you'll see everybody what days and times they yeah, are on. The, whole the shows schedule are amazing. Yeah. All right. So, back to the show? All yes. right, I'll start talking properly. So, are you looking for a safe space to explore and express your sexuality, hidden desires, or past trauma? Are you ready to get some great advice that's going to help you discover your authentic sexual self and allow you to experiment with what arouses, excites, and sets you free? Well, on today's episode, the A to Zs of sex or should we call it the A to Z of sex for I don't know. all the Americans out there? It all depends which country we're in. We're going to explore a new show that's launching on the Sexy Lifestyle Network where everything is spelled out from A to Z or Z. A to Z with information, explanation, and interpretation, shedding light on all aspects of sexuality out of the box and free of labels yeah and it's we're gonna have a great discussion today you're gonna love um, our guest and as usual we're gonna be learning a whole lot from our i think she's like an a-lister sexpert guest um so get ready for some deliciously interesting and sexy stories as well as some hot and juicy advice coming your way and before we get started, we're just going to remind you again about our network sponsors, that our sponsors are our business partners, and we've hand-selected our network sponsors to bring you products and services that will improve your sex life, your love life, 
and your life in general. Yeah, they really are amazing sponsors, and they really support our network, the Sexy Lifestyle Network, and we can't do it without them. You know, they're here to help us achieve the goal of bringing credible, reliable information about sex and sexuality and relationships all to one platform where, you know, the world can access it. So uh, go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, support them as they support all of us to make this world happier healthier and of course hornier place for us to thrive and have great sex together and this segment of our show is sponsored by womanizer for stronger longer and more intense orgasms than any other pleasure product womanizer is one of the most advanced sex tech devices it's different because of its touchless air technology the soft head of the womanizer surrounds the head of the clitoris and stimulates in a sucking motion. It actually feels like you're having oral sex, and it can make you climax quickly, or slowly if you prefer, with single or multiple orgasms. And I can tell you firsthand that it works on Carol every day, every time. <laughs> so if you want to have those stronger, longer, more intense or or orgasms like she does, we actually have some womanizers to give away. And once you have this great device, you're going to wish you discovered it sooner. So send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com with womanizer in the subject line or go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter right there. All right, enough of our introduction and talking about sponsors. Let's get on with our guest. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. Oh, and we're so excited to introduce our guest today. Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee is a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist who loves to work with all sorts of people to explore their sexuality, discover a deeper level of sexual congruence, uh, heal from past sexual trauma, as well as create more meaningful, pleasurable, and exciting and authentic relationships. I'm sure glad you said this. There's so <laughs> many words over six letters here. I can't handle those. And she's also an ambassador for sex education. And Dr. Lori Beth, she's going to be hosting her own show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network called The A to Z of Sex. Learning your ABCs has never been so much fun. All right. Now that we've gotten all that out of the way... Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, direct from London, England. Welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thank you so much. It's great to be here, Carol and David. Wow, we're really, really excited about this show. You have so much exciting information to share with us. And, and as we hinted in the opener, the theme of today's episode is all about learning how to be real when it comes to sexuality. No matter what that looks like for you, own it, love it and live it. And we all have the right to express our sexuality freely and without shame. And if you have difficulties doing this, just know that there are good, caring, knowledgeable professionals specializing in all different aspects of sexuality who can help you. Now I have to read this big paragraph here. Holy <laughs> moly. It. You know, and we, I'm not going to read it all. I'm just going to get They're to... just notes for you, honey, just okay. so in case you didn't know what so to say next. So the notes say that... <laughs> And, you know, you certainly know how much we advocate for credible information on our Sexy Lifestyle Network and our SexyLifestyle.com website. And we're so excited, Lori, to have, for you to have a new show on our network that's dedicated to exploring the erotic and sexual alphabet and explaining in detail the ins and outs of each topic with simple language. Oh, I love simple language. Mm -hmm. That we can all understand. And why do you keep hitting me? <laughs> Just tap. Every you. time I make a mistake, you hit Those me. Those are love taps, honey. <laughs> I'm going to have bruises. We're going to Hito soon. 
Anyways, Dr. Lori Beth is an amazing speaker, teacher, and ambassador of sex education, and she for sure will be sharing her knowledge with you on her show, The A to Z of Sex. So, we're going to take a minute now. I'm going to stop talking. Carol's going to stop talking, and we're going to learn a little bit about Dr. Lori Beth. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, what you did, how you got there, and all those good things. Okie dokie. So I am um, a psychologist and sex and intimacy coach. Um, I started my life in the United States and spent the first 27 years of my life living in the U.S. and then emigrated to the United Kingdom and I've been here for the last 28. So I'm kind of an honorary Brit, sort of. (laughs) I enjoy working with all different types of people and my mission is really about getting sex and conversations about sex to come from the shadows into the light and that means making it possible for people to talk about just about anything without fear of judgment how did i get from a to z or a to z um yeah i mean i've been doing this now 30 plus years I personally am um, identify as queer and um, polyamorous and also am in an authority transfer-based relationship. And so my interest originally came from realizing that the things that I desired were a bit different from the things that my little friends were talking about and wanting to feel comfortable with me. And initially I didn't. I experienced some sexual trauma when I was 19 as well. And so all of that sort of put me in therapy, really looking at how I could be comfortable being me. And so once I started to figure it out, I realized that loads of other people didn't feel comfortable with themselves. They didn't feel comfortable talking about sex. They didn't feel comfortable having sex, even with people that they were in committed relationships with. Many of them didn't know what they desired So I started working with people in an effort to try and not only educate, but heal um, and get rid of some of the shame that people were carrying. So you had some sexual trauma when you were 19. And Mm -hmm. is that what motivated you to say, I want to help people so it doesn't happen to them? And then you went through this education system to learn about this? I was in university um, when, when I had the trauma. I was actually a broadcast journalism major. And so, and what I wanted to do was do uh, print journalism and television mm-hmm. and maybe radio. That was sort of <laughs> where I was at the time. And I had this pretty huge sexual trauma. And first, I just needed to recover. I had post-traumatic stress disorder and I had to decide what I wanted to do. And the impetus first was just to, to look at psychology, right? And, and helping people with trauma was was not really there just yet because I was still recovering. By the time I finished my bachelor's degree, I knew I wanted to help find a way to recover from trauma. And in and so I decided I wanted to go to graduate school and become a psychologist. So that was the one side of it. The other side of it was because it was sexual trauma, I was looking at my own sexuality and the things that turned me on and the guilt that I felt and the shame that I felt. And so I wanted to work with that as well. So I went through and got a PhD, <laughs> and my okay. research was on post-traumatic, on healing from post-traumatic stress. In the sexual realm mm-hmm. or just in general? 
in general, although I had quite, a, I used uh, crime victims were the ones who volunteered mm-hmm. for my, for my mm-hmm. study. So quite a large number of them were sexual trauma victims. Wow. Wow. That's very, very interesting. And you know, you're here today to help everybody who needs help, who you can help, who you can access and uh, give the great advice. So yeah, good on you. It's a really, really, really good profession to be in. So now you've gone through this whole career. You've been, um, you know, helping people for so many years. And now uh, you're going to be having your own show on our network, on the Sexy Lifestyle Network, and become part of our village. And really, our network is all about bringing credible information together. And what more credible information can we have than everything from A to Z and sex? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about um, how your show, what you're thinking about formulating the type of guests you're going to have. You're going to come on in January where everybody's cold and needs some warming up. So what's, yes. your, what's your show going to be about? So I started my, I started a podcast um, called The A to Z of Sex in October of 2016. And it was a really simple concept. It was each week, take a different topic and really provide lots of information with a wide range of guests running from sexperts to medical people to ordinary people who were engaged in the, in the topic that we were talking about to doing some of them on my own and just keep doing this until we ran out of topics. And so I've been doing it ever since the radio show will be a bit different because um, it's, I have the space because it's longer to actually have that topic segment every week. So ABCD, etc. but also to have a section on whatever is current whatever's trending, whatever people are worried about at the moment, and either Q&A or um, a question, Q&A, like live Q&A, or um, taking email and called in questions and answering on the show. On the show, that's wonderful. And answering those on the show, yeah. And then a little ending segment on tips and tricks for each week. So there will be a variety. And so you're actually, you're going to start with the um, topic with an A. Do you already have an idea of what we can expect for week number one for you? Week number one is is going to be the same as it was for my podcast, because I think it's so important. A is for arousal. Mm, Love that. That's where we have to start. So we'll start with actually arousal begins in the mind. So it should be fun. It should be fun. And I'm not sure who I'm going to ask to come on. I've had some really cool guests over the last couple of years, and um, I'm going to ask a few of them if they're willing to come back, because some of them were a lot of fun, they have different knowledge, they come from different walks of life, and I always think it's better. It's one thing me sitting up here, I mean, I'm not a formidable doctor in the sense that I, um, people who see me, I've got, you know, rainbow hair, and I'm relaxed looking, right? But it's still formidable when someone has a title. And it's another thing when you've got somebody who is maybe in the same walk of life that you are. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's great when you work together with them because you can work off each other. You both have kind of a yeah. different take on it. And it really gives a lot more information to the audience who's listening. So I love the fact that you're going to have some sexperts on the show with you, even though you're a sexpert yourself. You know, I, because it's so much fun. It's so, it, the conversations are different. I mean, I can certainly talk for an hour. I'm quite good at that. So, <laughs> you know, and, and so there, there's plenty of information. So I can do shows by myself, and I'm sure I will. But it's, but for me, it's so much fun to involve people who have different viewpoints. Yeah. Then converse, yeah. discussions go in different, in different places than you might expect. 
Um, and so I think that actually audiences end up getting sometimes a lot of surprising advice and extra perks by having two different viewpoints in the room. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. All right. We're going to just take a quick break and we're going to come back with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee and get a little bit more into her journey, uh, some of the things that she is passionate about and an expert on, So, um, as well as launching her new show. So just hang on. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to remind everyone this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we'll be right back after this. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. All right. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David and we're chatting with sex and intimacy coach Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, host of A to Z of Sex on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. And now we're going to get into discussing alternative lifestyles like non-monogamy and authority transfer-based relationships. Just because we're real swingers and we enjoy the lifestyle within our couple, it doesn't mean that we're experts in all types of alternative lifestyles. And when it comes to polyamory and authority transfer-based relationships, Dr. Lori Beth is the expert. And as much as none of us like to be using labels, sometimes it feels good knowing that we belong to a specific tribe of people with similar beliefs and values. And that's when labels can help us by helping others understand us a little bit better. So we're going to ask Dr. Lori Beth to explain some of the aspects of authority transfer-based relationships and some of the labels that go along with them. How about if we start with the the basics, Lori Beth? Can you describe what exactly is authority transfer-based relationships? I know that is such a cumbersome (laughs) term. And that's the term that's taken over from power exchange. And I'll turn around to that in a second and I'll define it and explain why it's taken over. But Authority transfer-based relationships, that's the DS in BDSM, right? BDSM, mm-hmm. Right. So if you look at BDSM and you take DS out, we we look at that as dominance and submission. It can also also have other definitions. But if you pull that out and looking at relationship style, it's dominance and submission. So basically in an authority transfer-based relationship, one person is in charge. And they have the authority and the other person surrenders to their authority, accepts their authority and agrees to abide by their authority. We used to talk about power exchange, but in reality, people aren't giving their power away. And so it doesn't 
it, it's misleading and it can be very upsetting for people. Um, and so we looked at, well, what is it that, that people are actually doing? And some folks came up with the idea that actually what people are doing is handing over the authority. Or I look at it as kind of like handing over the keys mm-hmm. to the car, mm-hmm. right? I'm handing over the keys to the car. I still own the car. So I've given somebody, I'm lending the car to somebody. They have the opportunity to take the car and do what they like with it. At the end of the day, the car is still mine. So the authority transfer in the relationship is you giving the authority for someone to take over what you need to do if that's what you're doing or vice versa. Yeah, it's, it's so somebody is in charge. So in my, in my in my relationship, my husband is the one who's in charge. He's the master. I'm the slave. I've handed the authority over to him. And that's one kind of authority transfer-based relationships. There, there are others. Some people have dominant submissive relationships. Some people have um, authority transfer only in the bedroom. Mm. So they say, okay, when we're in the bedroom, we're going to play. I want to be the one in charge. Some people switch. So they don't identify as dominant or submissive exclusively, but rather they change roles depending on the situation they're in. And and this is a consensual decision between the two of you in a married relationship. Yes. I mean, and that's why I, you know, we say it's, I'm handing the keys over. We're agreeing this. All of this has to be done with consent. And for you, is it every day, all day, or is it only in the bedroom? No, we're every day, whole day. So I identify as queer, polyamorous, and a slave. Okay. And um, although we're every day, all day, he, he's not a micromanager. I, c- I could never have entered a relationship with a micromanager. I am um, quite dominant in the world. I've been you know, running my own practice for many years, so um, I'm used to running a business. I'm out there doing a lot of work. I'm in front of large audiences. All of that comes with a lot of energy, but he has the final say. So that's how it works for us. So why do you think, I mean, you're both very intelligent, professional, successful people. And why do you think in our world today, society has an issue understanding that type of relationship? And it's almost like a taboo in this world that they're in this relationship where, you know, you've put him in charge. He tells you what to do, but it's part of how you live. You know, I find that an interesting question because I think um, if we look back at like the 1950s, a lot of marriages were styled with with some degree of authority transfer. It wasn't, it was just the roles that were considered appropriate. So it wasn't something that was consensual that people discussed, Mm -hmm. but it, it was very much the way things were. And that wasn't seen as taboo because that was the culture. But if you talk to people where the roles were reversed, so for example, a dominant woman, and a submissive man, there was taboo around that. Mm-hmm. And there's something about the idea of surrendering control that really pushes people's buttons. Currently, the issues that come up around authority transfer are things like political issues. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but there are political issues. So, for example, it's acceptable in many circles for a woman to surrender to a woman, a man to surrender to a man, or a man to surrender to a woman, but not for a woman to surrender to a man because that, 
and I'm putting quotes here, that matches our programming and the white power structure. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. the, 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 statement is that is made by people who feel this way is that women can't freely choose to submit to a man clearly i don't agree with that statement i'm grown and i can freely choose to consent or not consent but there's taboos around this idea of ownership do you feel the taboos Hmm? are um, stemming from the fact that women had have been taken advantage of over so many years? And so by the fact that you willingly surrender yourself, let's just say in your particular case, that people might feel that he's taking advantage of you, even though you keep saying no, I surrendered myself, they say, well, he's taking advantage of the fact that you're female. Well, I think she's taking control by telling him to take control. Well, you're right. Absolutely. Very good. I mean, you know, because that is exactly where it is. The other um, my my husband's African American as well, and so um, in this case, because I'm the one who's submitting, it isn't such a big issue. If he was the one being a slave, there's a whole uh, other set of taboo oh, issues right, right there. Right, right. I get okay. that. Yeah, it pushes people's button. When you use the term slave, it really pushes people's buttons because it implies non-consent. But what we do in our lifestyles and, you know, those people who do this in the bedroom, those people who live like this is all about consent. That's the most important thing. And people have said to me, well, you know, what made you decide that you wanted to be in this type of relationship? I my earliest memory of sexuality is being nine years old and making myself a bottle to live in like genie until my master came. Interesting. Mm. And that was a fantasy of yours? That was my fantasy. I was not. Oh, interesting. So I've always felt this way. This isn't new. I always felt this way. I, I, it took me a long time to be comfortable with it. So it's sort of like, well, why? Well, I'm a really powerful person and I'm a hyper control freak. And being able to let go of control is a relief. Mm. You can't have a good orgasm unless you're able to let go of control. Well, that's like Carol when you learned how to squirt. It was yeah. the same thing. Yeah, you just have to learn how to do that. Let that go. Just let yeah. go. Exactly. And so this is a big letting go. Mm-hmm. Really, and yeah. it's wonderful. And there's a lot of fun. I'm also I'm also masochistic, um, and he's sadistic, and so there's that bit as well. Could for you please us. explain that just for somebody who might not understand those terms? Sure. So a masochist is somebody who gets sexual enjoyment from pain. Now I'm going to qualify that. Not all pain. If, if I have a toothache, I don't get any sexual enjoyment from that. <laughs> get it. <laughs> right. But um, I can get sexual enjoyment from a spanking, for example, or a flogging. And a, a sadist is somebody who likes to inflict that kind of pain. They get enjoyment from pain. So it's always good in a relationship if you've got a sadist and a masochist because they fit together quite well. <laughs> I would say. Cool. All right. I'm going to. I'm going to I'm going to just switch gears here for a second and I'd like to know uh from um Dr. Lori Beth um what's the difference between we'll call it a non-monogamous or a swinging type relationship and polyamory. Right. So non-monogamy is the the umbrella term for all sorts of um different relationships in which people have potentially more than one sexual partner at the same time in their life. That's non-monogamy. Polyamory, inclu- it, usually the focus is on relationships. So 
people have full foot fledged relationships like they someone might have um, a live-in partner, two live-in partners, one live-in partner and a partner you know that they see a couple of days a week and they're full fledged romantic relationships as well as sexual relationships when you use the term polyamory at least that's what's traditional whereas with other forms of non-monogamy it may be restricted primarily to sexual relationships or sexual relationships and friendships and we have to add in there that all of these things are consensual yes and your mileage may vary because people change these terms every 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) But that is the main difference. So swingers, typically, they might have friends that they swing with regularly, but they typically don't form romantic relationships with those people. Right. So we say in the swinging lifestyle that we are emotionally monogamous, but sexually free to fuck whoever we want. In a polyamorous relationship, are they more emotionally involved? Yes, Yes, um, and and that I mean that is the main difference. They, the folks are having emotional, romantic, and sexual relationships with people to varying degrees. Though I mean, you know, there's no cookie cutter here, so it's it's there's all different levels. You mean sexual sexuality has different ways, and people do things <laughs> differently in different rooms. It's not all missionary position in the bed for forty years. Thank God, absolutely. <laughs> Imagine that you just you got married and for your whole marriage you fuck in the missionary position on your bed on the same side forever. Well, uh, it does happen for some people, but thank goodness I, we got ourselves out of those relationships. I bet, I bet you, you know, the majority of couples out there believe that's having great sex because they're having sex. You know, there's probably people out there who don't even have sex and and think there once are tons. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I I see this has been the focus of a number of shows I've done over the last couple of years because there's tons of people who are having no sex at all. Yeah, and that's even worse than having the same sex every single night. And and just let's remind everybody that a sexless marriage is sex once a month. Well, having sex less less than 10 times a year, I think, is the definition. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... I have friends who have sex like once a year. How bad is that? Yeah, really bad, obviously. Once a month is a sexless marriage. And here we are, you know, we know people who just have it on their birthday if they're lucky, Mm -hmm. if they were good, and Mm -hmm. if they did all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, that's what our, our network and our show is all about is explaining to people how they can push their boundaries and fulfill their fantasies and do things that are just a little bit different to spice it up and live happy, healthy, and horny. Well, and sexual pleasure is a human right. We all have the right for sexual pleasure. I guess the segue is a great time to take a break. And we've been having a great... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Laurie, did you have something you wanted to say? Well, no, I mean, it's just going to say that it's, I look at um, sexual well-being fitting into mental health, physical health. It's all part of well-being. So not only do we have a right, but it's important for our health to consider our personal sexual relationship. Absolutely. That's the happy, healthy, and horny all together and wrap wrap it all up into one. And we've been having a great, important discussion about alternative lifestyles like polyamory, non-monogamous relationships, and authority transfer-based relationships. And at the same time, we're getting to know more about Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee as she shares her wealth of knowledge in this area. As a host of her new show, uh, The A Disease of Sex, coming in January 2019, Dr. Lori Beth is going to help us filter through some of that information out there that is and shed some light on real important stuff she sure is i can't wait for her show to get started 
All right, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna get into some sexy myth-busting with Dr. Lori Beth, all about sex education for teens. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Are you ready for quit-whispering healthy talk? Tune in to the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure Radio Show, founded and hosted by Dr. Mafei Peraza Godoy and Dominique Caretzis. This program will answer all of your burning questions in a frank, casual, and uncensored manner. We'll tell you what we know and improve what you know. Turn the lights down, grab a hot cup of whatever, and join us every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time for the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure Radio Show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David and today we're chatting with sex and intimacy coach, expert, extraordinaire, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, host of A to Z of Sex, on the Sexy Lifestyle Network, and now it's time for our sexy myth-busting game all about sex education and teens. Each show, we invite our sexpert guests to bust a few sexy fun myths and help us filter through some of that misinformation that we find out there on the internet, especially when it comes to topics relating to sex, sexuality, and relationships. And on today's show, we're going to bust some myths that teens believe to be true in hopes that more parents will start talking about sex to their kids and open up dialogue about sex in a shame-free environment. All right. I cannot believe what some of these myths are. So I'm going to... I found these no, on the internet. This is okay. ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> these okay. Are, I think these are true. No, that no, people on, think this. Okay. Here's Laura, the first Laurie, one. are you ready? The first one I'm is... Ready. Douching with Coke will kill the sperm. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> douching doesn't kill any sperm, no matter what you douche with, right? <laughs> right. Berries. That's not good. Not only is it not going to kill the sperm, it's probably really not a great idea to put Coke in your vagina. I'm sure it's not a good idea to put Coke in your vagina. You know, you might get pregnant. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, sperm are really fucking resilient. Right. So the answer to this question is don't get sperm in your pussy <laughs> unless you're trying to get pregnant. Yes. Start. Yes. Protect yourself. Don't do it. Oh, here's the next one. I think this is hilarious, too. I laughed when I found all these things. Using a plastic wrap or a baggie is just as good as a condom in a pinch. Yeah, no. Okay, <laughs> no. And the reason why is because condoms actually fit snugly around the penis. Right. You would think that was obvious, but we need to say it because people really believe this whatever you're using would have to fit really snugly around the penis so none of the sperm gets out because if the sperm gets out, it gets into the vagina and there we are, we're back to the pregnancy thing again. Right, and you can't use Coke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please don't use Coke after. <laughs> okay, I'm going to add one in here. So how about if I give you this one? A guy can be too big to fit into a condom. A guy can be so big that a condom is un- that certain condoms are uncomfortable. That's true. And there are companies that make condoms in different sizes. And one of the companies that does that is Lucky Bloke. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's a great, it's a great, a great company. And they make condoms 
in different sizes. So there are men who are very well endowed. And if you give them the average condom, it will be uncomfortable. They, it, they won't be too big to fit into it. It'll just be really tight. Uh, so there's always a size of condom that will fit. So don't believe him if he says, no, I can't wear a condom. My cock's too big. No, that doesn't yeah. work, right? It's bullshit. Bullshit, yeah. bullshit, bullshit. bullshit. And bullshit. if you're worried about that as a woman, have a selection of sizes on hand. Mm. Very good. Very smart advice. All right. Here's another one I'm pulling out of the air. Uh-oh. Watching porn is the best place to get sex education. Oh, fuck no. Um, <laughs> seriously. Please, 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 please. Porn is fine. Porn can be a lot of fun. You can get a lot of things out of porn, but not sex education. That is not real life. Um, it's often, uh, you, you have to remember there's things called editing. So you're not actually seeing the whole sequence of events. It's fantasy. The whole point of pornography is filmed for fantasy. There are plenty of places to get sex education where you actually get good information, information that's not only going to protect you, but that's going to help you to really discover your desires, to really connect with your partner so that you have fantastic sex rather than watching porn and thinking if you do what the porn stars are doing, you're going to have great sex. No, because then you fail and then you think there's something wrong with you. That's even worse. Indeed. And, and the other thing is, though, is, is that you rarely, you, you rarely see women having real pleasure in pornography unless you um, watch um, some of the female-created porn. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That like, fem, fem porn is really uh, yeah. in, important to know that uh, female pleasure is a part of having sex. So please watch some yeah. fem porn as well. Right. And it's just, yeah. it's just entertainment. All right. I'm going to close with Sexy Myth Busting Game with this I'm going to make it a question, maybe not a myth. Let's talk about abstinence. As a teenager, is that still an option or should we teach that having sex before marriage is a good thing? Um, I mean, I think I, you know, I'm going to give a nod to people from different cultures who believe that waiting until marriage is what's what should be done. From my perspective, abstinence is often a goal that people fail at. Mm -hmm. And so um, we need to be giving kids sex education whether or not they have the belief that they should wait till marriage. The the myth is is that actually if you teach kids the facts of sex education, you're going to increase the amount of sex they have. And that's not borne out in the research. So teaching them about sex versus teaching them about abstinence, they're going to have sex anyway. Right. And then they'll be more knowledgeable when it comes to actually having sex if they've had the sex education. Yeah, I mean, that's what you want because you want them to be protected. You want them not to be having unwanted pregnancies, catching diseases, um, being uh, physically and emotionally hurt because they didn't know. I don't think it's a bad thing to tell kids that it might be an idea to be abstinent until they feel comfortable with who they are and what they want sexually. Right. You can make that or you could say, you know, for some people, sex really should only be a part of a committed relationship. Other people, lifestyles, that's not the way we see sex. Right. I also think there's there's another point, which is that if you wait until after marriage, if it's not working, 
then what? Then what? What, then, happens, yeah. what then, happens if you're not sexually compatible? Right, then you're screwed. But what I like to think of is that when you're ready, that's great, like you said, but to make sure that you tell the person that there's no pressure out there. Don't let peer pressure push you to do something that you didn't want to do in the first place. And and I want to I wanna also say something to the parents out there, which is if you have a discussion with your kids, tell them that self-pleasuring and masturbation is a good thing. Learning about your sexuality before you're thrown into a situation with another person is only gonna make that sexual experience better. And masturbation is not a bad thing. It's probably the best thing in the world parents and adults can teach their kids. And then if they are masturbating and enjoying it, then they might not necessarily need another partner at an early age and then maybe step into something that they're not ready for. I mean, that seems to be that seems to be the case with research that I've seen. And, you know, a lot of people in the abstinence movement push the fact that, you know, too much masturbation also is problematic. Oh, my gosh. You can't get it. Yeah. You can't get it one way or the other then. No, but in fact, because you're not supposed to be having sexual thoughts, you know, there's this whole thing about about where sex belongs. But in fact, actually, when you when you've got kids who are taking control of their pleasure and are masturbating regularly, they do tend to wait longer before they have sexual partners because they don't feel the hormonal urgency because they've got a way to take care of that. Mm, that sounds like it makes a whole lot of sense. Well, the amazing Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee and her great sexy myth-busting skills are, um, were absolutely amazing on this show. And, you know, there's, there's so much misinformation for teens to sift through. Google is amazing, but, um, you know, that credible information just is so hard to find. So, um, you know, kids out there, listen to the credible people. Hearsay is hearsay because most teens can't be bothered to research it and find out the truth. So definitely find out the truth from experts like Dr. Lori Bisbee. Um, And hopefully parents will start getting the message that our teens need to learn about sex and talk to them about it and open up that dialogue and encourage them to ask questions without the kids being ashamed and embarrassed to do so. So, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to have our favorite segment, which is Great Sex Matters. Stay tuned. This portion of The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David is sponsored by Naughty in Orleans, July 24 to 28, 2019. Not in New Orleans is the largest lifestyle convention for couples in the world. With over a thousand couples, and last year was even 1,200 couples, this event is not only a full takeover of the French Quarter's biggest hotels, it takes over Bourbon Street too. It's really, it's all about sexual freedom and um, open-minded people. So if you want to have a great event, join us for a five-day, four-night hotel takeover, alternative lifestyle convention, and it's a gathering of open-minded couples who are all interested in exploring their sexuality while visiting New Orleans, which is one of the sexiest cities in America. And for more information about this trip or any of our events, please visit the web- our website, thesexylifestyle.com, on the Carolyn David page. All right, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and as you know, we've been chatting with sex and intimacy coach Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, host of A to Z of Sex on The Sexy Lifestyle Network starting in January 2019. And now for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. You know, so many times things go wrong, and we're not quite sure why, especially when it comes to having great sex. 
This can start us second guessing ourselves or our partners, or it might even start us wondering, is something wrong with me? And then we become afraid to discuss it. What if? Not everyone has the opportunity or the wherewithal to consult an expert, but we have a great expert right here with us, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and we're going to ask her some advice. So let's start with this. Lori Beth, what are the top three things that stop couples from having great sex and how could you help them? So number one is not knowing what actually turns you on. That's a big one. Yeah, definitely. Number two is not feeling able to communicate what turns you on to your partner. And number three is not prioritizing, not being mindful when it comes to your sexual relationship. So those are three great ones. So how do we start, first of all, by figuring out what it is that turns us on? A lot of times people come into me and they really have no idea what turns them on. They, they, they're, they're relying on their partner to teach them. Um, I often have people explore fantasies. I'll ask about their, I'll take a detailed sexual history and tease out the, their early turn-ons. Like ask people about, you know, what kinds of, were there people in the media that turned you on? Were there television shows? Were there things that you heard or thought about? Was there pornography you saw? I get people to watch erotica, watch pornography, read erotica, give them lists of different kinds of things so that they can go explore for themselves. And it's really kind of a um, very concerted program to help people explore, well, what do they really like? Now, is it possible that they don't really understand what a turn-on is and they don't even recognize that they're getting turned on? Yes. Yeah. Um, and some people have no clue about their own anatomy. That kind of tingling as um, um, before orgasm and the intensity buildup, some women are absolutely petrified at that loss of control. So as, as they feel more and more tension, they feel more and more out of control and it's really frightening. So they shut themselves down. So sometimes we even have to start there. So in do, order to start talking about what, what is a turn on. Now, do you feel that it's more f- women than men who understand what a sexual turn on is? I think women, men, I haven't run into as many men over the last 30 years who didn't know what a turn on was. There are men who didn't admit what turned them on, who didn't understand their body process, but they, erections are pretty obvious. Yeah, right. So it is easier. I mean, they're, they're, Having an erection doesn't always mean you're turned on, and so that's that's an issue in and of itself. Some people who come in, um, and it's the same um, with women, who will come in and they'll say, well, um, I'm lubricating, but I don't really like what's being done to me at the time I'm lubricating. Mm-hmm. And bodies do that. So sometimes your, your um, feelings and your excitement doesn't match up with what your body is doing. And in those cases, you need to pay attention to what you're feeling, not what your body happens to be doing. Now, I know you mentioned earlier a little bit about sexual mindfulness. Can you just elaborate a bit on that? Yeah. So the whole point of mindfulness is to be present where you are and completely focused at what you're doing. And uh, amazingly, a lot of people, when they're having sex, are not actually present in the sex. They have, they're doing their grocery list. They're mm-hmm. thinking about what they need to do tomorrow. They're worrying about what they look like. 
<laughs> lots of young women who worry about what they look like when they're having sex and are they still attractive to their partner while they're having sex. The answer is so, no and don't worry about it. <laughs> exactly. Make the really. faces that feel good. That's it. I know, I know, but uh, it, it's sad to me. It's really sad to me that that seems to be one of the big things. Um, so in being sexually mindful, it is about practicing being completely present in sex. And you help people to do this by giving them exercises to be present? Yes. So we start out by connecting with each other silently, connect with a partner silently, um, sitting opposite them, eyes open, looking at each other, but saying nothing. And when we, when people do that, it's uncomfortable. And so they, they do distractions, like they giggle. Yeah. Or they look away or um, they find themselves twitching. And so you actually work with them to work through all of that until they get to the place where they can spend five minutes just gazing at each other and being present right in the room. And when you work with people on, on becoming actually completely present, they can feel the difference. Talking about it, sometimes people go, well, I kind of get that, but I'm not sure what that would be like. But when you actually do exercises with people, they can really feel the difference between being completely present and focused and not. Now, I know in the, in the swinging lifestyle, we often have partners that we play with and we have a lot of fun. And after that, we have our sexual encounter with our, our partners. Dave and I always do that recap after. And sometimes he says, ah, oh, she wasn't really into it as uh, I think that's just a translation of she was not present during our sexual activity. I think that's definitely something that we need to work on because even in the sexy lifestyle where we're having sex with other people in the swing, I meant to say in swingers, um, we need to be present with the people we're with. Even if they're not our love of our lives, we need to be present when we're having sex. You know, it's, it's a really common issue. Even with people who are swingers, with people who are polyamorous, with people who are involved in kink and BDSM, it's a really common issue that people are not present when they're, they're engaging and, and they're missing out. Mm -hmm. They're missing out on so many dimensions. It doesn't, it, 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 it doesn't necessarily need to be this big romantic connection, but you're actually really connecting intimately with the other person. And it, it just makes it so much more intense and so much more fun if you can actually do that. Right, because you're going to end up getting much more pleasure from it. It's not that you're trying to give something to the other partner. You're trying to get more pleasure, if you ask. That's my point of view. To get more pleasure, you have to be present. Yes, absolutely. So I think this is a good segue to talk about our, our final advice, which we like to leave our audience with at the end of our show. So if you were to give some advice uh, to a young couple who might be con contemplating a non-monogamous relationship, what do you think would be the first two things that a couple should do before they even enter into a non-monogamous relationship? The first thing you need to do is really look at your communication. If you feel uncomfortable talking about every single detail of a relationship and of your sexuality, then you shouldn't even be considering this. You need to bring your communication skill up. So the first thing is, how well do you communicate? Because non-monogamy, all relationships require good communication and non-monogamy requires good communication exponentially. The second thing is really think about what and talk about what it is that is motivating this move. Why? Why do you want to be non-monogamous? If you come up with 
you know, you want to enjoy more things, you have needs your partner doesn't meet and doesn't want to meet, um, you're just curious and excited about exploring more, fantastic. Be wary of we're bored together as a reason to open up or uh, we're not getting along as a reason to open up as a couple. Sometimes the answer to both of those things could be opening up, but that's a process you need to go through. You need to analyze it first before you do that. Um, uh, if, If a couple chooses just to open up because they're bored, often they don't get what they want out of that. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but we could go on for another hour here. So, uh, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, uh, thank you so much for uh, an absolutely amazing discussion um, on our show today. The advice, the information, the explanations were all amazing. And you know we love talking about sex, and it's really helpful for everyone to know how to make sure to have great sex and avoid those common mistakes like you were talking about earlier. You teach people the tips and tricks, which is always a tongue twister. For the second time, we got to know you a little bit better and we're looking forward to your new show, The A to Z's of Sex on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Why don't you take 32 and a half seconds and tell everyone how they can reach out to you, send questions and listen to your show in January. Right. So um, you will be able to listen to my show live on the Sexy Lifestyle Network and also the replays. Um, At the moment, if you want to reach out to me right now, between now and January, the easiest way is to email me at Beth. that's L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H, at DrLaurieBethBisbee.com. That's that's D-R-L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H-B-I-S-B-E-Y.com. And we'll have your link on our... And I would love to hear from you. We'll have your link up on our platform, too, so everyone can make sure they get to you. That's grand. Thanks so much for having me. This has been an absolute blast. Our pleasure. And we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic sexpert guests, and we hope you do, too. And remember to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to find all our amazing expert guests and all our new hosts and our new talk radio platform, which is dedicated to sexual education with 24-7 credible information about sex, sexuality, relationships, and everything you want to know about sex. Oh, yeah. Start your sexual evolution today. Listen, learn, and live sexy. And remember to sign up on sdc.com if you're looking for an open-minded online community to meet other sexy people and find out where the events are happening near you. You can use promo code 30314 for the first month free. And we have some trips coming up. And next year we'll be uh, in Cancun for the Super Sex Experience, May 18th to 23rd, 2019. And of course, we must remind everyone about Naughty New Orleans, July 24 to 28, 2019. And for more information about these trips or anything else, you can visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, or send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. And remember, if you want stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms like me, then you need your very own womanizer. And we have some womanizers to give away. Once you've tried this amazing advice, you're going to wish you had discovered it sooner. To enter our weekly draw for Womanizer and our other sponsored gifts, go to the contest page on The Sexy Lifestyle, fill in a ballot, and remember to check back regularly to find out if you're a winner. Absolutely. And... I guess that's it for our show today. Lori Beth Bisbee, thank you so much for your amazing education and intelligence and stories. You're so welcome. Thanks so much again for having me. And we look so forward for 
you joining our village and being part of the great sexual evolution that uh, we're all going to be on the journey for in 2019. And let's thank all our listeners for listening again today. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex and sexuality and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. <laughs>